0: This is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome to episode number 195. The era of Sierra has begun in AAW Pro. Storm Grayson is starting to embrace a darker side as freelance world champion And there's a big weekend of wrestling coming up, locally and halfway around the world. And we welcome to the show, for the first time, he's been a wrestler, a referee, a manager, talk show host, videographer, podcaster, historian of Chicagoland wrestling and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, we're welcoming Mr. Nick Hedford. Get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Good to go. It's your boy, FTC, Frank the Clown here. And you are listening or doing something with your ears to the Windy City Slam podcast. Frank the Clown's been a guest a couple of times. Will I be a guest again? Well, I don't know. Get the check ready, Mike. <laughs> Attention! Windy City Slam is looking for a few good tag team partners to advertise on Windy City Slam podcast and WindyCitySlam.com. Get your product or service notice with pro wrestling fans. Affordable rates to fit your budget. Message us on Facebook, X, or Instagram, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com.
1: Hey, this is Trevor Outlaw, but you bozos can address me as you are as rudely, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast, and you can check it out every Tuesday. Oh, wait, I've been on this like five times. I should know this by now. Either way, not getting paid enough for this. Windy City Slam Podcast. Check it out on Tuesdays, and you never know when Trevor Outlaw is going to be back.
0: Back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. And this weekend, Saturday, November the 4th, WWE Crown Jewel is in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And that kicks off at noon Central Time on Saturday afternoon on Peacock and WWE Network. And the matches are as follows. It's going to be a loaded show. World Heavyweight Championship Seth Freakin' Rollins defends against Drew McIntyre. For the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defends against L.A. Knight. And this is a match everybody's been wanting to see for a few months now. And L.A. Knight's riding some serious momentum. Hate to see L.A. Knight not come out with the title here, but... I mean, do you really see it happening, too, at this point in Saudi, well before WrestleMania 40? I think Roman Reigns is keeping his title for a while, and hopefully they won't bury LA Knight too much, and that he could be bouncing back within the next few months for maybe another really strong run. Fatal Five-Way match for the WWE Women's World Championship, Rhea Ripley defends against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, and Raquel Rodriguez for the WWE United States Championship, and I'm afraid, really, really afraid. Rey Mysterio defends against Logan Paul, and been waiting for Logan Paul to kind of come out on top of a big match here, and this is why this scares me, because I think this is the one he could win and win that title. I really don't know if I want Logan Paul holding the United States Championship, Yes, he's a heat magnet. Yes, he's actually really good at what he does. But again, oh man, I don't know. (laughs) And Rey Mysterio and the LWO have kind of been one of the hottest things going on SmackDown. So this might knock it down a peg or two if Logan Paul comes out victorious. And then it's another title you don't see on TV for a long time either, probably, along with Roman's title. I mean, do you really want two championships basically on the shelf? Don't know if I want that either. Cody Rhodes takes on Damian Priest of the Judgment Day in a one-on-one affair. And then another huge one-on-one match. John Cena faces the Bloodline Solo Sokoa. And finally, we have for the WWE Women's Championship, Io Sky defending against Bianca Belair. And this is a match where I could totally see Bianca winning that title back. Maybe starting the run to WrestleMania 40 for Bianca Belair against Jade Cargill, maybe? Or I think maybe Jade's on Raw, but I guess you could kind of like move him around a little bit too, depending on what happens at the Rumble and all that. So we'll see what happens here. It could be very interesting. All right, switching to local action. This past weekend, Freelance Wrestling presented Dead by Dawn on Friday night, October the 27th. And they're back at the Logan Square Auditorium on the northwest side of Chicago. And if you missed this show, you can check out the entire replay on IWTV.live. And in the opening scramble match, Dan the Dad defeats Darius Luttrell, Craig Mitchell, Davey Bang, Brandon Gore, and Sabin Gage when Dan the Dad steals the pin with an inside cradle on Gore after Mitchell hit Gore with the Trapper Keeper. And then for the Freelance Underground Championship... Iron Demon Shane Mercer, with James Russo at his side, pins alley catch after a moonsault and battery. And then, we're going to probably see Shane Mercer defend that title back in Joliet for Freelance Underground on November the 18th. And I've heard some talk about his potential opponent, and if it's the guy I think it is, it's going to be one hell of a match. You should check that out on November the 18th. And then we had Shaza McKenzie pinning Zia Brookside, the former WWE NXT UK star, after a Shaz-tastic stunner on a bloodied Brookside. Freelance Legacy Championship, and this is where it got crazy here. It was supposed to be Brian Keith defending against August Matthews. But Darren Corbin came out. He said he wanted a match. He wanted to get into this match. And Brian Keith said yes, so it became a triple threat match and... Darren Corbin is your new freelance legacy champion as he pinned August Matthews. So Brian Keith didn't even take the pin here as he watched his 580-day reign as champion come to an end. And then on the other side of intermission, we had Cota Hernandez in the probably one of the biggest wins of his career, pinning GCW star Jordan Oliver. For the Freelance Tag Team Championship, GPA and Laney Luck defended the title successfully over David Ali and Heather Monroe. GPA and Laney were dressed as Effie and Ali catch of Bussy, while <laughs> Ali and Monroe were decked out as Ken and Barbie. GPA pins Ali after a cram session and a unicutter in quick succession. And in the main event for the Freelance World Championship and People are starting to turn on Storm Grayson, and and Storm's kind of embracing the hate. He's embracing the darker side. And Storm Grayson retains the title over Effie after a knee trigger. After the match, Storm takes the mic and exhibited some more heel tendencies, and the crowd just went crazy. A bunch of middle fingers for Storm Grayson. Who would ever think that Storm Grayson would be on the wrong side of the fans. This is kind of crazy what's happened the last couple of months or so at Freelance, and I think Storm Grayson is starting to really enjoy what he's doing. I mean, it started a little bit at Warrior Wrestling as he was under the guise of Frank the Clown and FTC LLC, and now it looks like at Freelance Wrestling he's going to be a heel as well. Crazy stuff. And also, after the match, G.P.A. and Laney then attacked Effie as Storm Grayson walked away. And finally, Alleycatch makes the save, and she challenges GPA or Laney for a one-on-one match at Freelance's next show on December the 9th. Saturday night, at October the 28th, AAW Pro presented Unstoppable, featuring the Chi-Town Rumble at the Berwyn Eagles Club, and the results are as follows. We had big beef, Gnarls Garvin. He's part of the Bravo family now, as stipulated by his loss last month, but he still was Roundly cheered as he pinned the debuting Coda Hernandez, who's getting around a little bit now. He's succeeding very much at freelance wrestling as a single star. He's gotten a little bit of love at Warrior, and now he's wrestling a little for AEW. For the AEW Heritage Championship, and uh, this is crazy. The, the Bravo family was bickering before the show, and then they continued bickering after Big Beef's match with Coda. So, Hartenbauer challenges Davy Vega for the AAW Heritage Championship, since Hartenbauer had been defending that title in Vega's stead over the last couple of months. And this went like the WCW Finger Poke of Doom, basically, where Hollywood Hogan beat Kevin Nash for the World Championship with a finger poke. It took Hartenbauer just blowing or spitting on Davy Vega to knock him down, and then he got the pin. Bravo family celebrates the new champion, Hartenbauer, but AAW Brass was not having it. They announced that Hartenbauer needed to defend that title immediately against a surprise challenger, and that surprise challenger was fan favorite, the Amish guy, Levi Everett, and Levi Everett wins the match to become the new AAW Heritage Champion, and Johnny Bravo and his team were really ticked off. And then Robert Eagle Anthony defeats frontman Jossie after a Death Valley driver. And in a crazy lumberjack match, Silas Young defeats Gary J. Really hard-hitting stuff. Most of the lumberjacks got beat up around the ring. Jordan Cross was one of those lumberjacks, and he was very smart. He he kind of avoided most of the contact. And a little credit there for Jordan being a little bit of a veteran in that case. Kind of not getting a little extra beat down there. And then for the AAW Heavyweight Championship, Davey Vega retains the title by pinning Calvin Tankman after loads of interference from the Bravo family. And then we had the Chiton Rumble. And Ren Jones, the swag champ, outlasts the field to earn a future championship opportunity of his choosing. The final three in the match were Ren Jones, Xavier Walker, and Jake Something, the former AAW champion. Walker and something tried to double-team Jones, but Jake accidentally nailed Walker before Jones kicked out Xavier Walker. And then something thought he dumped Jones over the top, but Jones never hit the floor. He got caught on the apron. He hung on before Jones countered a powerbomb attempt to eliminate something with a Frankensteiner. So all of a sudden, swag champ Ren Jones is getting love from the AEW audience and now he has a future championship opportunity of his choosing. And in the main event, and this is the one I had been waiting for for a long time, the last woman standing match for the A.A.W. Women's Championship, and congratulations to Sierra. She defeats Masha Slamovich to win the title after a backpack starter onto a chair. Masha could not reach her feet before referee perches count of ten, and as I was watching on High Spots TV, Masha slips on the chair as she was trying to stand on the count of nine. She fails to get up. Perch interpreted that as her failing to answer the count. And the era of Sierra has begun as A.A.W. Women's Champion. And a couple of highlights from the weekend as well. Last Saturday night, Rockford Damage Inc. Damageversary up in Rockford. And congratulations to Icepick Vic Capri on winning the Damage Inc. Championship. And Shelly the Bombshell Benson on winning her 4th local championship when she became the Damage Inc. Women's Champion. And also this past weekend, Sunday, October the 29th, Defiant Pro Wrestling's Horror at the Hall in Dwight. And I just want to congratulate, and this is the guy that's really, really been making his name over the last several months, Undeniable, Nick Diamond wins the Future Legends Championship, and Nick Diamond's coming off an appearance on Impact Wrestling during Bound for Glory weekend. He teamed up with Storm Grayson in a tag team match at Cicero Stadium, and Nick Diamond's a guy who I may not have talked about a lot on this show, but he's definitely making a name for himself. You've seen him at ARW, you've seen him at some other promotions in Northwest Indiana, he's also ever at IPW in the South suburbs. And this is a guy you really need to be paying attention to because he's going to be one of those guys. that's going to explode on the scene over the next year or two and could potentially be a guy that gets signed to a contract very soon. All right. Upcoming this weekend, Friday night, November the third fusion pro wrestling's final show of the year. And this show features uncle dog, Doug Simmons versus the punk rock Prince, Jordan cross. And for the Fusion Women's Championship, Shelly the Bombshell Benson takes on Logan Vettour. And then we also have Vic Capri, Steve Boz, Tyler Sullivan, Moondog Greg Murray, Rafael Quintero, Man Nathan Nile, and Apocalypto. Saturday night, November the 4th, Rocky Pro Wrestling returns to St. Joe's Park in Joliet with Harvest Havoc. And we have Shogun Chris Logan, taking on Paulie Tomaselli in a one-on-one match. And then we have the wicked side Brooks Berna facing Buck Nasty, Bucky Collins. For the Rocky Pro Wrestling Inter-County Championship, Rion Skills defends against Josef von Yager. That's going to be really interesting as von Yager won the match to become number one contender this past month, just a couple of weeks ago. And he seems like he's a guy that could get a little bit of an opportunity here and maybe steal the title from Rion. And then we have the Ryan Matthews with Eric Schultz in his corner of the undeniable taking on Maximus Orion. Now, this is going to be really interesting. They got a lot of heat between each other, a little bit of Fortnite, a little bit of screwing over guys for title shots. This is going to be wild. And then we have a submission match. Damien Deschenes, takes on old evil Christian Rose, two Coyotes going at it head-to-head, head, and I know they had some issues back at Kicks on 66 in May, and now we're going to see it explode at Rocket Pro Wrestling. RPW Underlimits Limits Championship, the Wild Child Connor Hopkins, defends in a triple threat match, and this is going to be an amazing match, incredible talent in this one. And one of the guys is undeniable Nick Diamond, who we've actually talked about a little bit earlier on the show, and the former Rocket Pro champion, Sexy Violence, Quinn Wittick. And in a singles match, they're going to have to reinforce the ring for this one, two of actually my favorite people in the Chicagoland area, the Chicago Bearhug, Steve Michaels of the Undeniable, taking on, debuting, one-man dynasty, Darius Luttrell. And then we're going to have an open challenge for the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship as the Dreambreaker Aaron Stone defends against an opponent to be determined. And in the main event, the Rocket to the Top briefcase ladder match, the winner will get the opportunity to use that briefcase to cash in anytime within the next year. Devin August, Eric Schultz, and the King of the North, Gunner Brave, in a triple threat match. I'm still leaning with Gunnar Brave. I've been in his corner the last couple of months. I think he gets the briefcase, but it won't be easy as both Devin August and Eric Schultz of the Undeniable will probably be working together against Gunnar. Saturday night, November the 4th, POW Entertainment presents their biggest show of the year, Rage 21 at Brower House Live in Lombard, 630 Bell, 530 Doors. Check POW Entertainment's Facebook To see if there are any standing room only tickets available. All these seats are already sold out. There may be a few SRO tickets left. So check out Power Entertainment on Facebook. And we're going to break down this entire stacked card. With our special guest Nick Hedford. Later on in the show. So stay tuned for that. Moving on we have Saturday night November the 4th. Northland Pro presents Enemies Giving. At the VFW in Woodstock. And this features new Northland women's champion, Lily La Pescadita, a Survivor Series-style elimination match, and the return of the trademark, Nathan Pepple. Also Saturday night, November the 4th, we have Midwest Championship Wrestling's Fallout at Alfano's Pizzeria in Ottawa. And Saturday night, November the 4th, True Privilege Wrestling returns with Honor Amongst Workers at the Maywood Park District. And that show features Mike Strong, Classic Alpha, The Kang, Miles Mercer, Vega Venom, Damian Tyler, D'Angelo Steele, Xavier Sky, and more. And then Sunday, November the 5th, Galli Lucha Libre is going to be part of this event called Lucha Vegan at Artifact Events. It's an all-day event with some food and some wrestling. It's on the north side of Chicago. The Lucha Libre begins at 6 p.m., and just a few of the matches that have already been announced for this spectacular include Sexy Star vs. Shaza McKenzie. That's going to kill it. And then we have a three-way women's match with Galera de Brezenas, Lily La Pescadita, and La Muneca Leslie Michelle. And for the Galley Tag Team Championship, we have the heroes of our time, Joey Marks and Mason Conrad, defending the title... Against Xavier Sky and Aaron Payne. And a trios match with Septico, Lord Captules, and Dreambreaker Aaron Stone taking on the threesome of Slayer, Funibre, and Golden Star. All right, coming up in mere moments, we're going to welcome for the very first time a guy that's done a little bit of everything over the last couple of decades or so in Chicago Chicagoland professional wrestling, Mr. Nick Hedford. Stay tuned.
1: My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion. And you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast.
0: Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters. Do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook instagram or twitter or email mike pankow at windycityslam.com that's m-i-k-e-p-a-n-k-o-w at windycityslam.com ssw tag team champion
1: the punk rock prince jordan cross here live at the Cross stop in kenosha wisconsin and you are checking out my best friends over at windy city slam podcast mike pankow you are the man Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at the Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you.
0: All right, we're back here on Windy City Slay on podcast, and I am so excited for this special guest this week. We welcome to the show for the very first time. He's been a wrestler, he's been a referee, a manager, talk show host, a videographer, a podcaster, and just a historian of Chicagoland wrestling and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nick Hedford. Nick, how you doing?
1: Not too bad. Thank you very much for the opportunity to come up here and uh, talk some Chicago wrestling.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And you've done a little bit of everything in this Mm -hmm. business, like uh, I just said. Probably close to 25 years now,
1: right? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, started in '99, um, coming off of an accident uh, that laid me up for like a year, and I seen Sunny Rod- a PWI commercial, during you know wrestling, you know, some wrestling show or whatever, and Sonny Rogers actually caught my caught my name, I caught the name Sonny Rogers because Sonny a- actually did some stuff down south. Okay, as a journeyman, jobber, you know, and stuff like that. Pretty much called him up and talked to him, told him what my situation was. And once I was, you know, cleared, I wanted to do this. And when I was cleared, met up with him, paid him in full, his whole tuition asking price, paid him in full and been there, been here ever since.
0: So how much in-ring work did you actually do over your career?
1: In-ring work. Match-wise, maybe about a half a dozen, you know, uh, about a dozen or so battle royals, a handful of just regular matches, you know, but like when I came in, I was, you know, in 99, I was already 33, so these guys were half my age, and I like to play rough, (laughs) so as older I got, it's a little bit, the body suggests, or the mind suggests body says now I can't do it too too much anymore but yeah I, if i could do it more i would so were you as big of a fan as a kid
0: as you are now
1: oh i was i was hooked ever since i first seen it my dad cousins uncles all of us went to La Ranger, louisiana because i grew up in louisiana La Ranger, louisiana first uh wrestling live wrestling show i've ever been main event grizzly smith versus bob sweetpan okay (laughs) and honestly uh, i think andre the giant was there i think i think he was making the circuit for bill watts at that time you know but it was mid-south all the way i mean ever since then it was had to watch the wrestling so forth
0: that's great. I mean, I had Baby Doll on a few months back, and uh, she mm-hmm. came up from that d- down south area too, in terms of Texas and all that. So I, I, that was a pretty cool interview as well, back for me.
1: Oh, uh, definitely, very nice lady. Had an opportunity to uh, meet up with her in uh, Tinley Park when she was out this way. Very nice lady. Through my collection of wrestling magazines and all that, I was able to pull out a couple of them, and, you know, show her and so forth. <laughs> you know, of course, you know, I marked out, got her, got her autograph for him, but a uh, very nice lady, very down to earth. And, uh, it was good to see her. Now you've been closely
0: affiliated with Power Entertainment for many, many years, and have played a multitude of roles for that company. So what's that experience been like for you?
1: You know, in the beginning, it was more of, uh, <clears throat> I think I stuck more with Jim, Jim Blades than anything mm-hmm. else. Uh, my first trainer, the he, booked me on my first show <laughs> and just we've been able to click you know because I started off as a referee and he he knew that my best interest was to make sure you know the matches go good nobody gets hurt you know he knew I already had that going in of the responsibility even with the PCW PWI days PCW days CCW and PAL as it is Watching CCW turn into Pow, and Pow turn into the longest-running company, you know, independent fed, you know, in the Chicagoland area, it, it it's great. There's been ups and downs. Uh, I did leave Pow Entertainment for a couple of years, did come back, and I haven't looked back since. But it's great to see something and see certain guys grow the way they did and go as far as they did and now see them and their kids, you know, running around and so forth. It's it's like watching your kids grow up.
0: And your son Chris is now a manager and he used to be pow commissioner for a while and a referee as well. So what do you think about what he's done over the last few years?
1: Well, you know, refereeing, I'm thankful that he got into, you know, like the ground floor of it and much respect for him and his roughing skills. His managerial skills compared to mine at the time is a little bit more brutal, so to speak. And I'm you know, I don't know if I totally agree with his style of managing his guys, but uh, the commissioner thing was able to gain a role that I have myself never has had the accomplishment of uh, doing or the privilege of doing. I give him credit for there. I, he's a very smart kid. Um, <laughs> you know, he's watched me way too long, so I'm sure he has uh, pulled some, you know, tricks out of uh, his out of my hat to use. But like he says, his style of managing with the reckoning concerns me a little bit because uh, it's a different style.
0: And let's get into a little bit of the big event coming up this Saturday night, November the fourth. Power Entertainment presents its biggest show of the year, Russell, Rage 21. It'll be at Brower House Live in Lombard. 6.30 bell time, 5.30 doors. And by the time this airs, tickets might be completely sold out, even the standing room only. So check Power Entertainment's Facebook to see if there are any SRO tickets left and try to get in the door for this tremendous event. Before we get into the matches on the show, I'd like to congratulate R.J., one of the commentators, and Mr. Riccolo, the longtime ring announcer on their inductions into the POW Entertainment Hall of Fame. So, Nick, talk a little bit about those guys.
1: Oh, my God. RJ, I've actually got a picture in my archives. During the PCW days, I believe, or, but the RJ, Justin James, Pee Wee, Bob Barella Anderson, they were in the crowd watching a show and when rj came aboard such a nice nice man he has called some of the most iconic memories of the company so he's he's our you know jim ross he is very well deserved no matter who he's been paired up with he's always been able to make the match come alive and riccolo how much time do you have on here <laughs> another going. one Another one that started off as a fan, I've got archival footage of him literally just bringing in signs and just being one of those fans so invested and in that, that gift of gab and that, that voice of his and he tried it with the ring announcing and his name speaks for himself. He's been all over and as much history as he's had with the company, it's you know long overdue.
0: And let's get to this card a little bit. We have Stylin Shane Eaton, and he'll be accompanied by Jay Scott, taking on a guy who's done a lot of hard work over the last couple of years, and Axel Braio.
1: Axel Braille, a uh, nice young talent that's coming in, trying to make a name for himself. Stylin Shane Eaton, been in the business as long as I have. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been up and down the roads. But a matter of fact, at one point in time in Anarchy Pro Wrestling, I was his manager. So, Silent Shane, uh, he's got to experience the the '90s boy, Jay Scott. Can't keep him out of the picture. Uh, It's gonna definitely be interesting. But I'm gonna go with Axel here because, like, he's hungry. And you know, sorry, Shane, you don't move around as good as you used to, there, buddy. I think that's why you got Scott for you.
0: I've been really impressed with Axel. And to see him in that four-way match at You Better Work with some great, tremendous talent like Axel Rico and, and Quinn Wick yes. and uh, Mason Perks, he proved that he could belong with all those guys in that match. It was an amazing performance.
1: Absolutely. And I even said that, and when we watched that, that, that gave him, I think, gave him that chance to to really shine himself and give him that boost of confidence that he, you know, being around him, that he needed, he needed that little shot and arm to show that the training is paying off, that getting in there and doing what he's got to do is paying off. Because I, and myself, with a, a lot of the guys in the locker room, very much complimented him on that match.
0: And then the next match is going to be a tremendous six-man tag. We have Hunter Payne, Paulie Tomaselli, and coming out of retirement for this match, Joey the Pitbull Chi-Chi. They're taking on the threesome from the reckoning of Logan Steele, Tyler Sullivan, and Jason Dukes with Chris Hedford. This is going to be dying. Well,
1: absolutely. Now, the Hunter Payne, I know how he is. Big powerhouse. You need a Mack truck to move him. Again, for pow historians, at one point in time, I managed him. So, I know what he could do. Big powerhouse. Joey Chi Chi coming out of retirement. Again, you can't take nothing away from Chi Chi. I hopefully can get the rust off. And, you know, their tag team partner, Pauly Tomaselli, I've watched that kid grow up in the ring. A force to be reckoned with. He's got that Pauly, I love Pauly to death, he's got that cockiness, you know, that rubs people the wrong way. Maybe he can get the upper, upper hand, you know, against the reckoning with that because uh, that's three people there that They're powerhouses. Definitely. Jason Dukes, 20 plus years of experience. I'm actually surprised and very disappointed, Jason, that you're hooking up with uh, Chris there. He's always been a great single competitor. Logan Steele, another powerhouse, and their other type, Tyler Sullivan. Anything going on with Tyler Sullivan, you have to have eyes in the back of your head because he's the one that spawn kazio and look where kazio and stuff that kazio has done so totally unpredictable
0: and seeing joey chichi come back i decided to wear this shirt today the tony d'angelo nxt shirt. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uncle very G. nice guy
1: yep you know um i never had the chance to uh really you know talk to d'angelo De- there that much but i am glad that you know he has come you know he's pursuing that dream and making it work for him
0: yeah, he blew through Pau's training school and just like a year or so in Pau and just right got signed right away and uh, proved yes. what he's done so far.
1: Yeah, you know, absolutely. And like I said, my brief uh, crossroads with him, you know, that's what happens when I guess, you know, you uh, you listen, you observe, you get your basics down and really have that drive. So very happy for him.
0: Yeah, great amateur background at the University of Buffalo, and then a former uh, tag team partner with his uncle uh, Joey the Pitbull Chi Chi, and, and my man, mm-hmm. that kid has done so many good things already in the last couple of years. It's amazing. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move on to the next match on my list. We have a grudge match between Terry Allen, who's going to be accompanied by Erica, against the Hawaiian hitman, koala last week's Windy City Slam podcast guest, along with Callies, and they're going to be going one-on-one and and Cole actually said he wouldn't mind if this match was in a cage
1: you know what uh it deserves to be in a cage Terry Allen another veteran of the Chicagoland area I mean Wendy C. pro wrestling original guy by hook or crook like he says he's going to get that win I'm a little disappointed that he's you know, got mama long legs with him now to help do some of his dirty work. Can't take nothing away from the guy. Koa, he deserves to get Terry one on one. You know, granted, Koa's uh, win loss record in Powell isn't the greatest, but Koa, he, he, he deserves that shot because I know for a fact that if Terry could one on one, no knuckles or anything like that, face off against Koa with. Uh, no interference. Terry would have his hands full. So I'm, I'm going to go with Koa on this one because, uh, you know, it's he's due. Yes.
0: Yeah. Terry's two and zero against them in their previous two matches. So yeah, Koa's is yes. definitely doing this one. Absolutely. All right. We have a match coming up with former WWE superstar Swagle against Tyson Phoenix. This should be a lot of fun.
1: Did these two, we actually seen these two collide in a uh, promotion out in Rockford, and they tore the house down. You know, Jimmy is a longtime friend of uh, Swaggle. Matter of fact, again, <laughs> when I first got in, uh, we used to run Oshkosh, Wisconsin, uh, Pro Wrestling International. And going through my archives, there is a very young orange Swaggle sitting, sitting in our audience. He was actually a regular when we would come up to uh, Oshkosh. Tyson Phoenix, haven't seen him too much, but he won hell of a first impression when uh, we seen him out in Rockford. This is going to be great for all ages. I can't see what they're going to do next because they tore it down in Rockford. I could only imagine what they're going to do at the Brower House.
0: And then this next match is kind of a grudge match because at one point, these guys were really close and they were really close friends. They even teamed up at some events in the past, but now it's the former all-heel wrestling world champion and former CSW tag team champion, the fat fem Asian sensation, Mateo Valentine, against former POW Entertainment heavyweight champion, Moondog, Greg Murray. There's definitely some heat here between these two guys after Mateo cost Moondog the championship.
1: Absolutely. And here's the thing being around Mateo being at all these events and seeing how Mateo is starting to crack. He cracked, he cracked because he felt like he kept getting screwed out of a lot of different opportunities in the past several months in uh power entertainment and his his videos and his promos are speaking, speaking volumes, you know, Uh, go back and check them out if you ever can. But Greg Murray has an axe ground, he grind. He has been defending that POW championship everywhere he goes, especially when he, it was a big surprise, you know, and upset when he took it off of Scott Spade. And he's been so, that was his first title. So he's been so protective of it, you know, so this is going to be interesting. And I, I'll i tell you right now, this, I don't think the ring is going to contain him. I have a funny feeling that this one might go all, all around the building.
0: Well, if you have a seat at the bar house, you may have to uh, <laughs> escape it for a few minutes. If these guys start tumbling out of the ring after you.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And then we have the Powell entertainment Midwest championship. The red hot Tommy McCobb will defend against the veteran. Eric freedom
1: (laughs) Tommy McCobb a brute powerhouse his arsenal is heavy and pack a punch Eric freedom everybody knows him and Jimmy blaze Uh, they're wrapping up their in-ring wrestling career I could see Eric taking the title just for the fact of experience alone more power to Eric matter of fact back in the day I've actually wrestled Eric twice in my wrestling career. I know what the man could do. And he's smart. And I just hope that um, a cop. Has enough gas in the tank. To you know, keep up with Eric. So when he wants to turn it on. He's going to turn it on. So I'm going to actually go with Eric on this one. You know hurrah for him. He wants to go out with a big bang. More power to him. My respect for that.
0: And Eric's been doing this so long. I remember when he was doing extra work for WWE. As an enhancement talent. When he was in the ring with nails of all people.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen a few of them. Matter of fact, he's got a a couple of discs that you should talk to him about this, Wrestling With The Names, you know, and it's got a lot of his early WWF work on there. But it's cool to watch. And I didn't know who Eric was until I started doing research on him and got to know him. And I'm like, holy cow, you know, so another guy that I've worked for and, you know, had fun with. So I, that's, that's why I say my thing is going for Eric, and that. good for him.
0: And then we have a huge triple threat match for the Power Entertainment Tag Team Championships and the IPA of Meat Hooks O'Bannon and Kevin O'Reilly. They're taking on the reckoning duo of Acid Jazz and Sean Priest with Chris Hedford. And then the third team in the match is NWA Stars, the Brothers of Funstruction, Ruffle and Yabo.
1: Ruffle and Yabo definitely are getting themselves in a mix with Sean Priest, at you know, Acid Jazz. Sean Priest, like Tyler Sullivan, very unpredictable. Acid Jazz, one of them guys that's been around the Chicago Independent scene for twenty plus years. Chris, again, I don't like the style because I know he's gonna have something up his sleeve because he seems his style is conquered at all costs. IPA been there several times, especially with the big feud that they had with the Bad Opera Cartel. So they they have their hands full. And then obviously this could go anyway. I'm hoping that the IPA could keep it because Yabo and Ruffo, they NWA stars wouldn't it be something that all of a sudden they're our tag team champions. You know, so uh, you can't take nothing away from these guys. There's so much experience in here. It's going to be hard to, you know, predict this one. (laughs) I would like to IPA to keep it, but uh, this could go any kind of way. Absolutely.
0: And since it's triple threat, there are, like, basically no disqualifications. So, I mean – uh, Chris Hedford and his boys can do uh, the, all their dirty tricks. The, the clowns yeah. can bring in all their gimmicks and have all the kinds of craziness, popcorn, uh, booby traps, whatever. And then obviously IPA the uh, brawlers. So anyway, yes.
1: you, you know what? Uh, I said it with Mateo and uh, Moondog Murray. This might be another match that th- that ring can't contain. Again, who knows? And there's so many tricks of the trades there. I mean, I just think that with this kind of match, so much action, even RJ, as you know, true professional as he is, he might even have a hard time calling this match.
0: And I think RJ, I'm glad he'll probably be ways away from the ring, so he won't get close to all this crazy. Because this could just spill out anywhere in the Brower House.
1: Uh yes, and the Brower House, if it's going to be packed, it's tight quarters as it is. So hell, matter of fact, uh, Mateo jumped off the stage. Uh, uh I think at our summer explosion show at the Brower House. So <laughs> that was uh you know definitely something else there. But yes, this one could go anywhere.
0: And then the main event we have the POW Entertainment Heavyweight Championship. The new champion who was crowned just last month, the veteran psychotic Jimmy Blaze defends against the deranged Kazile.
1: Uh this is teacher versus student. There's so much history. Jimmy has watched, just like myself, Kazile grow up. <laughs> you know, uh, second generation wrestler. Tyler Sullivan got into Kazile's here And ever since then, uh, Kazile has been a terror. Former Midwest champion. Him and Mason, his instant pal classics. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Blaze, the only title that he has not held in PAL Entertainment. Another veteran that has... He's probably forgotten more moves than all knows. You know what I mean? He's just that much experience. And again, I give Jimmy all the props in the world. He's going out with a bang. He's going out his way. He does have his hands full. So I hope Jimmy Russell's smart, <laughs> you know, because... You know, again, and it's not knocking him. He's like silent Shane. He's like myself. He's like Eric Freedom. Don't move around as good as we used to. But you can't count Jimmy out. I have seen him where you think he was done and he reaches deep. So this one here, I think, is going to be very, very brutal because both men will give 150% to keep what's theirs or take what they want.
0: Either be a crowning achievement for Kazile, who's been working and building up toward it, or Jimmy Blaze has one last moment of glory as Power Entertainment champion and successfully defends. So there's definitely some interesting storylines coming into that.
1: Uh, yes. And uh, you can't take nothing away from Kazile at all. Like I said, second generation wrestler. He's already walked into the business with the knowledge that he's, you know, just like Chris. He, He's not a second-generation wrestler, but he's been in 20 years. You know, he's been around it 20 years. And Kazayo, very hungry. If he pulls it off, I think it will be a different era for Powell Entertainment going forward, tell you the honest truth in my own opinion. And hopefully it doesn't get out of control. And, uh, you know, again, Powell, and uh, we could only go forward you know, from there. So it's up in the air, it's especially.
0: got to keep those kitchen utensils away from Kazile.
1: Uh, you got to keep everything away from that guy. He manages to, he'll use anything as any type of weapon. He's already, I guarantee you, he's going to already have two or three forks on him. <laughs> you know, he, it's not out of the rim of possibility that he even might have Tommy McCobb. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know, sitting in the uh, archives there, you know, just waiting. So, but hopefully, you know, Eric Freedom will be watching Jimmy's back. If that happens, we'll see, you know, anything can happen at rage. And this term was used a long time ago, but expect the unexpected out of Russell rage. You know, that's what has always made this event so special. It has created memories and it is definitely created moments that no one will forget
0: yeah once again this saturday night november the 4th Power entertainment presents its biggest show of the year Russell rage 21 at the Brower house in lombard 6 30 bell 5 30 doors check Power entertainment on facebook to see if there are any standing room tickets at all it's still available because i know it's been a red hot show seats sold out quite a while ago sros opened up and even those are selling pretty well so if you want to get into this show just be vigilant, check Powell Entertainment on Facebook and see if there are any SRO tickets available. If someone follows Chicagoland Independent Wrestling with any sort of passion, they know who Nick Hedford is, whether it's notorious Nick Age as a manager or maybe Nick Hedford, the referee, or in my case, sharing ringside as you take video for any number of promotions. So what's it like just kind of being that utility guy, no matter what a promotion needs, that you can give it to him?
1: I am just so happy to... Be a part of it, and I think mostly when I film, I definitely take my filming so serious because these guys are performing, and I would, you know, when their days are over, and they want to share, or some of the young guys want to go and put something together to further their career, I'm glad that I had a opportunity to do that for them. I'm, I look at it at both spectrums because these guys are doing it. I wish. That I, I could have done it. You know what I mean? I've always been thin. Some health issues, you know, my cardio has never been the best. But so that's why I love filming the way I do is because I want these guys to know that someone cares about preserving their memory and their uh, what they've done.
0: Now, if anybody knows you, they know you're just a student of the business, a huge mega fan, collecting magazines, tapes, DVDs, memorabilia. You may be Chicago's version of Jim Cornette. Well, maybe except with the the tennis racket and sometimes crazy opinions.
1: No, um, I've got so much Chicago independent footage, especially when I was doing on the mat. I love preserving it. And right now, as I'm going through the years, I'm actually really cutting it up for whose matches and all that. I do want to kind of get my YouTube thing going back again and showing what hell I, I filmed and even not even aired on, on the mat, but I can't stop learning in regards of the territory days. Cause I grew up watching the territories before they started fading out. You know, they pretty much in the eighties, you know, mm-hmm. and it just seems to amaze me of like the sportsmanship and like, like yesterday's wrestling would never be like today's wrestling. Today's wrestling is so much faster. And by learning certain things, it's just made me appreciate and start to really get into the business, like the CAC conventions I used to go to and some of these fan tests I try to go to nowadays. you give so much appreciation for, you know, what you've watched, but yeah, I'm always collecting, always learning, always trying to build my uh, knowledge against you know Scott Spade, because Scott Spade every so often would we'll text each other with, with pop questions. So it, It's just it's just so much knowledge, and I can't get enough of it. I, I've got stuff in my archives that I've bought, like territories or whatever. I haven't even watched yet. I've got so much stuff.
0: <laughs> you make your own version of the uh, WWE Network, so to speak.
1: Uh, I could, especially if you're looking for stuff, I would say from the 2000s to a good, say, 2012, 2015 of the independent stuff, I am the guy because I, I was filming, you know, prom- different promotions every week. And when On the Mat I actually was really rolling really good, Richard T. Sin would be filming stuff in Indiana. Trevor Blanchard would be filming a show. I would be filming a show, you know, so I was gaining so much stuff through the independent scene and actually through some of a friend of mine, I've gained a lot of earlier Windy City stuff, the original Windy City stuff and even PWI pre Sonny Rogers. And I I'm so thankful that, People have trusted me with this stuff, and they're they're letting me keep it and hang on to it and archive it and, you know, show it when I can.
0: Now, who are some of your favorite wrestlers, whether they're nationally known or just independent
1: locals? Uh, I would definitely say uh, Jim Duggan on national known. Favorite, grew up watching him. Uh, had several chances to be in the ring with him during my roughing days. On the independent scene, the list is so long. I mean, you've got Steve Boz, you've got uh, Jason Hades, you-, you got Max Holiday. All these guys are so down to earth. I I love a lot of the guys on you know on the Independence. I mean, hell, I I wish I could answer that better. Uh, it's just I've been so thankful that the guys see the passion that I have and how serious that I. I take it that we've always you know, had, I never had any big problems on the independent scene with anyone.
0: So do you have any advice at all for young people getting into the business, whether it's as an in-ring worker or just someone looking for an alternative role in the business?
1: If you want to get in, find a reputable, a, a reputable training center. Go to a few shows first, see if it's something you want to do, but Watch the match. Don't just don't go for the entertainment, but literally watch the matches. You know, how they're falling, how they're taking. Do you want to put your body through this? <laughs> you know, that's the biggest thing. And the way today's wrestling is and the high high flying and the go go go. Make sure you're in good shape. If you want to do it, pursue it. There is the opportunity you can make it, and there are also the opportunity that you can't. But don't half ass it. You know, that's all because you got other people's lives in your hands. So take it serious. And, you know, but when you're ready to get out and say, this isn't for you, just do it the right way. Don't screw nobody over. Don't hurt nobody. Don't, don't get mad and quit because you're not heavyweight champion after three weeks of training. Just you go with it. And uh, like it says, on any independent thing, you know, you do it more for the love than the pay
0: <laughs> great advice there from nick Hedford. and nick before we let you go and we can talk all day about anything and everything yeah. but at some point the podcast has got to wrap up so i'm going to go right. ahead and ask you to go ahead and share your social media enlighten us about your podcast that you're doing and if there's anything else you want to promote
1: absolutely um thank you very much you've got myself uh you know nicholas sage on the facebook you got hillbilly records on the facebook Hillbilly Records on the Instagram. You can catch me on Instagram, h 66 I'm on the Powell Facebook page a lot, on the Matt Facebook page. So I'm around. I'm I'm an easy guy to find, put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, plug your Hillbilly Records podcast a little bit. You and uh, Train Wrecker.
1: Train Wrecker, uh, he's the one that actually uh, got me talked into starting the podcast. And I, I'm glad that we are. Getting the insights on things. Hillbilly Records on Spotify, Google, and Apple podcasts. We're, like I said, we got about 25 episodes in. We're getting ready to do uh, our episode with uh, Mr. Ricklow himself. You could always check the Hillbilly Records Facebook page when we drop uh, the shows or go check on some of the older ones. Those links are always there. So I'm thankful to get some of the insights on some of the guys and uh, to kind of keep Pal out there as much as I can also.
0: Nick Hedford, thank you so much for coming on. You are a true legend in this business. And thanks for being up with
1: you. know, I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. I'm just very happy to be in the business. And again, thank you very much. Keep up the great work with what you're doing. The independent scene needs more guys like you.
0: Fun conversation with Nick Hedford, and he's one of those guys who you get to talk to for just a few minutes. You start talking to about wrestling, and you guys can go all night long talking to Nick Hedford about anything and everything to do with professional wrestling, whether it's local independent wrestling to worldwide professional wrestling. Nick Hedford is a guy that can talk your ear off, and he's definitely historian of the game. Next week, we're going to talk WWE Crown Jewel and local highlights, including a special surprise correspondent for Rocket Pros Darkness Falls. Plus, with Chicago style wrestling and SSW coming up in the next couple of weeks, we welcome back the legend, the all time great ice pick, Vic Capri. And you can catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.